Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, oh, along with our uh, favorite uh, host, co-host sometimes, host sometimes, uh, <laughs> Frank Selby, who's a world, world-renowned fly fishing uh, person. Yeah, well, we're about ready to take off, aren't we, John? Oh, I'm getting anxious. Uh, yeah. Frank, one of the things I just want to do for my own personal gratification, real quickly, Go ahead. I'll take 10 seconds. Verizon. They are too big to care. What they've done to me um, is just unconscionable. And they lie, they cheat, they steal, they overcharge. Um, think about going somewhere else. There's a lot of them out there that uh, that are half the price and take better care of you. But anyway, I just promised myself I want to do that whenever I can because they they upset me. Anyway, uh, Frank, we got some good stuff coming up. By the way, I want to mention that not everybody um, gets a chance to listen to hour two, but you can always go to the website and listen to both segments. And Rick Emmert from Tracker Boats is going to be on, and as you know, Cabela's and uh, Bass Pro, um, you know, they they pretty much own 70% of the business now. They've got uh, Ranger Boats, Tracker Boats, but we're going to be talking to Rick, and uh, we're going to try and sort it all out and give you an idea about uh, what they're doing. So that would, that, that would be in the next segment. I'm looking forward to that. But we've got coming up. We got Utah Guide. We got Jim Tinto, an old friend of yours, that I'm sure is going to say some insulting, insulting things about you. Oh, of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we appreciate that. And what uh, Frank is referring to, and gosh, ten days or so, less than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the twenty fourth. Yeah, we're going to be in Ketchikan, Alaska, and hopefully the fish are in. The last couple of weeks, it hasn't happened yet, but they're on their way. Hopefully, we'll yeah. hit it just right. Uh, my dad won't let that happen. They'll be there the day before we get there. There you go. Also, we got a trip coming up at the end of September to Baja we'd like people to pay attention to. Go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio or Fish Talk Radio if you can't remember all that. Fishtalkradio.com. And um, check out our, our Real Fun Adventures. Okay, we're going to be right back, Frank. Don't go nowhere. ago a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable non-skid and wouldn't mark the decks today these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers boaters professional guides and charter captains go to softscience.com to see more soft science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support several styles come in all sizes enjoy the soft science shoe in the water and out check them out at softscience.com It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And we also have, of course, Frank Selby. And we got a, one of an old friend of uh, Frank's, Jim Tinto from, is it Jersey? New Jersey. <laughs> you got it. And apparently they go back a long ways. And they have a colorful past, but I, apparently we're not supposed to get into that. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, are you going to meet me this afternoon, like you said? Yes, I am. We're going to go fishing for a couple hours this afternoon. <clears throat> uh, let's talk a little bit about what everybody's starting to get into. Uh, what's that little uh, thing you have that's uh, a Yahtzee? You, you fill up with a bicycle pump? Yeah, Yahtzee. A Yahtzee. Yeah. So you didn't want to pay for a slip and everything? You just wanted a little Yahtzee, huh? Yeah, I wanted to kind of scale down a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, to, I'm just getting a little bit curious, because float tubes were, you know, they used to, you just get a, a car or truck inner tube, and they put a little basket in it, and, and it worked. Uh, the only problem is that it's a circle, and it's kind of hard to keep going the same direction. But... Uh, uh, and then with the kayaks and the, you know, and that uh, thing, it's you know they've exploded in popularity. But yeah. I didn't know that float tubes were really that popular anymore. Yes, 
Uh, they're really popular because you can get in and out of boats. Uh, a lot of the guys use them in the harbors. Uh, that's what, the only way I'll use them. Years ago, I took one over to Catalina when I was doing the Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. Went out and fished, and I seen two fins. That was the end of my fly fishing in the open water. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the great things about it, though, is is the fact that you're so maneuverable in them. Yeah. And that you could you could fish all around the docks and area and, uh, and, and enjoy yourselves without going out to spending a whole lot of money. Well, the other thing, and that's why the kayaks are getting so popular, is um, especially a white sea bass. They're really spooky. And you get in right next to the kelp, and they don't know you're there. Where you pull up on a, you know, with a, on a boat with an outboard motor or, or I.O., um, you know, they, they, they know a long ways away when you're coming. Yeah, uh, that's very true. And you can push that kayak right up into the kelp and drop in the open holes where you can go straight down yeah. and catch a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a little leery of uh, kayaks because there's always somebody thinks they can get out 8 or 10 miles. Oh. And then they get the, uh, the, the, the Japanese uh, current and yeah. they just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, I had a... Went to uh, kayaks many years ago. I uh, have a condo down in Cabo San Lucas. So I driving down and I got this kayak, you know, good price. Uh, I don't know, it was like less than 300 bucks, I think. But basically, it was a you know, piece of plastic with a place you could sit on it. And before I took it out in the, in the water, I thought, well, I'm going to practice in the swimming pool. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get on that thing to save my life. <laughs> if you grab hold of it, it flips you over. So you try and flop up onto it like a seal on a buoy. And <laughs> it was I had forget this, you know, let alone in the swimming pool. I'm not going to take this out in the, in, in, the, in the ocean or the, even in the bay. Yeah. But they've down, seen, in Cabo, down in Cabo, that current will just cut, yeah. pull you like 90 miles an hour. Well, there is uh, on the right side of the harbor. Well, I guess it would be on the west side. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge, huge current. Um, because there's a deep water trough right out there, but even in the bay, it's it's pretty flat. But uh, um, but kayaks have changed a lot over the years, so they're they're very stable now. You can even stand up on them. Hey Jimmy, have you ever been down to Cabo? No, you know what? I haven't, and I've, uh, I've always wanted to go down there. Uh, just haven't been. I've spent so much time overseas that. Uh, I haven't spent as much time uh, here in, uh, you know, my own backyard in uh, Mexico. Uh, Frank, I have an idea. We're gonna yep. we're gonna go down to uh, Los Barriles, the East Cape, which is about an hour north of the airport. Holy smokes! Um, and uh, so I thought we might uh, go down there a few days early and spend a you know a few days in the condo and do some fishing in Cabo. And oh, that I'm, might be I'm, great. Now that might be something Jim could handle. Yeah. Jim? I didn't hear a peep. Jim, we're still, did you have a heart yeah. attack, Jim, or what? Yeah. No, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was kind of breaking up. I was oh. in a bad area. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that would be great. Okay. Well, get your tickets. But uh, um, anyway, Jim, we talked about float tubing, which you're getting interested in, and we've only got uh, 
uh, you know, a little bit of time here, but tell us a little bit more about uh, what your, uh, well, I'd like to ask you more stories about Frank in, the, in, in years past, but we won't do that right now. But give us a bit of an idea what you're up to now. Well, I'm going to be getting ready to go out in some of the float tubes around Huntington Beach area. Uh, actually, the fishing has been good in Huntington Beach. Uh, I'm going to be uh, looking to go out with a couple of friends uh, probably next week, and uh, we'll be fishing the, you know around the dock areas uh, in the harbor. And uh, also for most of your viewer uh, listeners out there, uh, they've been catching a lot of uh, fish in the cut off of Dog Beach and Mosachika, and uh, they spotted a lot of corbina coming in on mid tide. Well, how close do the Corvina get from shore? They get on the uh, shore. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've seen, if you can catch them during the mid-tide, you know, they're they're like, you know, 15, to, you know, 20 feet out. Wow. Right. They're right in close to shore. Well, Frank could throw a, thr- a fly rod at them. Yeah, well, you can actually grab them. <laughs> I, when the sand crabs are thick, mm-hmm. and everybody that fishes Corbina has seen this. Mm-hmm. When the wave comes in, they run way up and start grabbing sand crabs. I've seen them where their whole body is out of the water. They're just skimming like a skimboard on the little, not even a fraction of an inch of water going yeah. back into oh, the Corbina Highway. Yeah. Well, those uh, sand crabs make great bait for most inshore fishing. Yeah, they catch perch, yeah. they catch halibut. Mm-hmm. I've actually caught calico bass on them uh, uh, by uh, the rocks in San well, Pedro. Well, the, the great thing is it's not like you even have to buy anything before you get there. You just go down there and you see those little uh, kind of in the sand, you notice there's something going on. And you just, yeah, you just grab, grab them and oh, they're, they're great bait. Yeah. Well, Frank actually makes a, a great... Um, imitation fly for them and uh, they that's what I'm going to be using yeah they look just like a sand crab but mm-hmm. I, I started tying that in 55 the sand crab pattern oh so that's that's uh but you started when you're about three then huh Oh, let's uh, let's say one and a half yeah. <laughs> Jimmy yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't you say a word. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them you're in a witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's funny. I believe it. Yeah. Hey, hey, before we leave this, I got to tell you, you know, the float tube business is just really exploding, and I think okay. Frank is uh, he, he's promised to take us out again on those float tubes. But I got to tell you, when I was a kid in New Jersey... Now, we've got about we, 30 seconds, Jim. Okay, we used to get on a Sealy Posturepedic mattress in the Passaic River <laughs> and float down and fish. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, I, an air mattress I can see, but a Sealy Posturepedic, wouldn't that get wouldn't that get waterlogged and, and sink? Yeah, but you, you, you never know the Passaic River. You could actually walk across the top of the okay. water. All right. But you can even take a nap while you're fishing. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, well, Jim, and also while we got uh, Frank, he does have a tackle and fly shop, and it's his and hers fly shop. So, uh, and you can go online to order anything you want. And what what is that website, Frank? It's his, his hers. 
Fly Fishing Shop. His, hers, flyfishingshop.com. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, and we'll be back, and you're listening to Cork and Fork Radio. Fish Talk Radio. I'm sorry. We'll just... East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and also Frank Selby. And then if we, we've got a very special guest. Um, we've got Rick. Is it Hollenbeck, Rick? Is that correct? 
That's correct. And you are, I guess you're kind of spread over the West. Give us an idea about what you do and where you do it. Well, you know, currently uh, I run a, uh, a basically uh, accommodations, lodging accommodations for uh, fishermen and their families uh, in Ennis, Montana, right right off the Madison River. The river is about 500 feet from my back property line. Wow. Uh, previously, I had done a guide service in the 90s in southern Utah. So when we spoke yesterday, I was I just gotten blown off a lake, uh, you know, in the in, in the mountains there in southern Utah, revisiting some of the old stomping grounds I, I used to, you know, take clients and whatnot. So yeah, so that's that's kind of you know, you know, my, a little bit of my past and what's going on currently. Okay. Now you said you got blown off the lake. Is that uh, is it high altitude, or wouldn't seem like this kind of this time of the year shouldn't it be a problem? Well, what you get in in the Southwest is you know you get the monsoon season, and mm-hmm. I think we're a little early for that. But from what I was hearing from weather reports, that was kind of hitting uh, different areas. I guess Vegas had a big inundation yesterday of, of rain and whatnot. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was just. It's just, you know, one of those things that frequently happen. But one of the amazing things about that southern Utah area, you'll, you'll go there in August when a lot of places are all brown and it's all green. They mm-hmm. just get so much summer summer water. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you think of uh, um, Utah, you don't really think about green. I mean, you think about the, the great salt flats and and the desert. And then, of course, uh, when you go up into the mountains, there's some great skiing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that whole area there in southern Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, give us a, a little bit more. You said fishing, but let's be more specific. Well, uh, you know, my property, um, you know, is is on the Madison River. What's the nice thing about you know Ennis and the Madison Valley? You you are you are like you know point center of so many different places. That's one of the reasons that I chose to, to move there. Um, you know, you can be obviously on the Madison in just a matter of minutes. Uh, you can be uh, over on the Beaverhead or the Big Hole in, in an hour. You can be on Henry's Fork in an hour. You can be on the Gallatin in an hour. You can be in the park in an hour. Um, you know, and then you got the whole watershed of the Madison itself, you know, from the upper area of the Madison Valley to below Ennis Lake. And uh, speaking of lakes, it's a it's a you know pretty uh, unattended un- uh, fishing situation. The lakes in our area, we've got uh, Ennis Lake, we've got Harrison Lake. Um, you, know, you go uh, south, you got Henry's Lake, you got Quake Lake, uh, Hebgen. Um, just got a, a, a lot of different fishing opportunities. So, for instance, if the river is blown out like it was uh, for longer than expected recently. You know, you always hit the lakes for some still water action. It's something that uh, a lot of guys don't take advantage of because they're so focused on the, mm-hmm. on the river side of fly fishing. But, um, you know, uh, you just hit so many different places. I mean, the Missouri is probably an hour and, hour and 15 minutes away. I've had a guest stay at my place and go over to the Yellowstone and do it. It's just, you know, if you got you got a little bit of time to, to stay, uh, you got tons of uh, fly fishing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a perfect place if you're going to do a summer trip. Where, you know, we might be able to take a couple of weeks. Um, but if you've only got a short amount of time and you want to fly, uh, mm-hmm. you probably where, where do you fly into? And then would you rent a car? 
West yeah, Yellowstone. Most people, yeah, most people fly in the Bozeman uh, mm-hmm. and, and rent a car. Uh, and uh, I would say, uh, I mean, I have people from all over well, the world, actually, uh, and that's typically what they do. Uh, you'll get some people that will um, fly into Salt Lake, which is uh, uh, five and a half hours away, mm-hmm. and uh, rent a car. And they may, they may kind of fish their way up. Yeah. Uh, Idaho Falls is two and a half hours away. Oh. I've, I've actually flown out of Idaho Falls. I've done that myself, and people do that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I've had uh, people who flew in the Billings, which is about four hours away, and maybe they'll head over the Bighorn for a couple of days and come over and do uh, our area and then fly back out of uh, Bozeman. So a mm-hmm. lot, lot of flexibility, uh, really conducive to, you know, um, you know, just having uh, doing different things depending on, on what the goal is. Well, let's talk about what you're fishing for. Um, I know Frank would be doing fly fishing, but, you know, I assume that you can use whatever you want that works. Yeah, the... Um, you know the Madison uh, guys do fish fish uh, spinners on the Madison. I've got some guys coming in. I think in the next week or so, um, my uh, buddy next door, Mike Trailer, who uh, is the outfitter for uh, uh, Riverborn Outfitters, um, he you know has guys come in. He's telling me about one guy group of guys that come in every year and they throw up Rapalas. He says, "Makes my job easy. I just row." He says, yeah. they, "They throw the Rapalas and do quite well." So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those those are opportunities uh, as well. Uh, I have a guest uh, who comes in every year in September. They're returning this year from Pittsburgh, and he makes his own lures. And oh. I, guess, I don't know that he sells them, but he makes his own lures, and uh, he fishes uh, lures uh, really well on the Madison um, when when he's there. And but mm-hmm. his, and his buddies all fly fish, so mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you got that. You got that flexibility there too. Uh, yeah. uh, what, one quick question: uh, Are you booked solid uh, at your uh, place this year, or do you got a few openings if somebody wanted to come? Yeah, it's a, this year is kind of a strange year. You know, you, ne- you never know. Um, th- what seems to be happening this year is I'm getting a lot, lot of, uh, or wouldn't call them last minute, but I would say within a two weeks of arrival booking. So. I still got some uh, some you know, opening. I've got the guest cabin, which is a two bedroom, uh, new with totally supplied laundry, everything that'll accommodate you know two to two to four people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our house, I will also do that uh, on a limited basis when I'm not there, uh, particularly when my wife is not there. Uh, then I'll um, I'll kind of open that up for bigger groups, and they, mm-hmm. they're just adjacent to each other, but. Yeah, right now we have uh, still some uh, opportunity in July and into August and the fall. The fall's a a great time to come visit the you know the, you know fish. The well, if area. someone if someone's going to go up and visit, you, first of all, we need to get the website. We'll mention that again later. But what is the what is your website, Rick? Yeah, my website is all one word is www dot three three last best place. Last best place, yeah. Three three last best place dot com. Yeah, I think we think we had you before, and that was very interesting. Last yeah. best. And he's a great guide, and guides don't usually say how good the other guide is, but he is a really great guide. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and uh, do you guide uh, your, your guests, Rick, or do you have a group of guides? Basically, what I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, restarting uh, my my guiding career. Um, you know, I've been uh, I've been kind of uh, trying to get the place squared away uh, the way I want it, and uh, you know, so that's been keeping me busy. But what I'm finding is I'm getting guests uh, with various abilities, and uh, I saw that you know I, I have definitely have a you know there's a need there to, to help those people. I just done it, mm-hmm. you know, that'll charge them or anything like that, but um, a funny story real quick, I had a guest last year, a newly married couple, they came to they came to the Madison for their honeymoon, I thought that huh. was pretty classic yeah. and the first day they got there I, you know, the wife hadn't done much fly fishing, she you know, she's an outdoor girl, but hadn't done much fly fishing so I take her, <sighs> took her, she and her husband, new husband over and kind of go to crash course and, and work it and that type of thing, so about a week later uh, I get an email from her, uh, this really nice fish, a picture of this fish. She says, she says, oh, look at what my guide did for me. And I says, oh, that's a really cool looking fish. I go, who is the guide? She goes, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. You know, but uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I get that a lot. I was helping a couple the other day, and I just see that's a, that's a huge need. Uh, and, and the Madison's kind of an enigma. You, there's certain ways to fish it, which you wouldn't fish any other place in the world. And people don't know that. And, and I want to—I know what it's like to go to a place and spend the money to get there and get skunked or not yeah. do well and be disappointed. I, I don't like that happening yeah. to my guests. Right. So well, especially you spend a lot of time and money. But real quickly, yeah. uh, what species do you target or what species are available? You know, in, in the Madison, you know, you're primarily working for rainbows and um, rainbows and browns. There, and, you know, there's whitefish in there. And supposedly there's some grayling somewhere. I, I've never come across it, but I, I've talked to people who have caught them. Uh, Henry's Lake is really, uh, really cool to fish in the fall for huge, and I do mean huge, uh, cutthroat, cut bows, and brook trout. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years ago, fishing in the fall, I I landed about a six-pound uh, brook trout. Whoa, and, that's not supposed to yeah, be a brook trout. And yeah, and I, I didn't I didn't know that knowing that how important that was until last fall, talking to a guy in the local shop to find out that the the um, state record uh, is a little under seven pounds. So, oh wow! Uh, whoa! Yeah, well, it's they're supposed to be really, like six inches. That's why they're brook trout, right? But, yeah, uh, so there, that Henry's Lake in the fall is just, you know, lights out. It's really, really cool from a kick boat in particular. Uh, and other than that, you know, you got the, the, the golfers, the rainbows and browns on Hepka. Okay. Um, you know, uh, primarily, gonna, it's, a, it's, a, it's that the fish. Rick, we're going to have to uh, let cut you loose real quickly. Uh, it's last. Let's get, let's give the email again. Go ahead. Thirty-three. Yeah. the 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 website is www.33lastbestplace.com. Okay, we're going to have to let you go. We'll bring you back later. Thank you very much, Rick. All right. All right. Yeah, Rick. Have fi- a good day. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to us many times you want. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. 
Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water. We've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have, of course, Frank Selby, the uh, world-renowned fly fisherman, and also owns a uh, fishing tackle shop in Huntington Beach. Newport. Oh, that's right. You moved. (laughs) Anyway, Newport Beach. And also, he sells everywhere in the world. Um, He has people actually from all over the world uh, that'll that'll order flies from him that, you know, that they're uh, proprietary uh, to Frank because he's he and his crew there make a lot of flies, and that is his hers uh, fly shop. 
His Her Fly Fishing Shop. Okay, yeah. His Her Fly Fishing Shop, and uh, that's dot com. So if you're interested, uh, you might want to check it out. But right now, we have uh, a very interesting guest is uh, Bob Blankenfish, Blankenship. <laughs> you got me going, Bob Blankenship. And uh, he's with Trout Unlimited, so we've got a lot of interesting stuff to, to get into. And I've got a ton of questions, Bob, and I'm sure that Frank may have also. But give us a little bit about what Trout Unlimited does. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, we're, uh, I'm a volunteer. I've been uh, volunteering with Trout Unlimited for about uh, eight years now. And uh, it's basically Trout Unlimited like a, an advocate group that uh, kind of speaks up and and sticks up for uh, uh, for cold water fisheries throughout the uh, throughout the United States so um, we get involved in a bunch of different things and you know, you can imagine, uh, like Mark's, Mark Twain said, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. And so uh, we kind of feel like that uh, uh, fish and, and other animals and recreation really needs a voice in uh, local and state and national levels. And so we try to provide that. And your chapter is right there in Newport Beach. Correct. Yeah, we're we're part of the uh, Trout Limit has different chapters, so people nationwide can join if they like. And then uh, typically there's a local chapter that you'll belong to that uh, um, that allows you to get involved with different local local stuff. Um, we are I'm president of the South Coast chapter, which uh, uh, ranges from uh, uh, from Orange County in Southern California up to uh, up to Santa Barbara. So uh, we get involved in different uh, issues and doing things around there. So, Well, Bob, I think the Trout Unlimited is, well, they're, they're certainly well-known as far as the fishing uh, conservation uh, organization. They're probably right at the top. And I think we all agree that anglers, by and large, have always been the forefront of conservation. You know, and especially you talk about fly fishers, they, they don't usually bring a cooler with them when they go fishing. Got and, it. Got and, uh, but let's talk about trout. Because um, I know one of the things you do is try and preserve um, the, what you might call the native trout. But it's kind of hard for, to figure out what a native trout is. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, there, um, California in in particular has a, a bunch of different uh, uh, strains or uh, species of uh, different uh, different trout. There's golden trout up in the mountains, um, rainbow trout, and coastal cutthroats in the uh, uh, on the coast. Um, you know, steelhead and salmon and whatnot. Um, one of the things I think you know, uh, John, that you alluded to was. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, lot, a lot of transplants, a lot of coffee can mm-hmm. transplants, a lot of uh, <laughs> you know genetic genetic yeah. mixing from well, hatchery it, fish to yeah. wild fish, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So. Yeah, well, the hatchery, you know, for they've been. Um, I think I read some time ago, and I live in Santa Barbara, and they're kind of okay. the river that goes through town. It's not much of a river; it's usually just dry. But I know in 1912, the Fish and Game put in 12. Uh, was it twelve thousand? Yeah, it was twelve. Yeah, they put in twelve thousand trout in the stream. Now that was a hundred and ten years ago. 
So what are the chances that they have not uh, inter- intermixed with uh, native trout? And, you know, is there any native, well, as far as rainbows? Now, I know you mentioned some of the other ones, especially like the golden things, that there's, you know, there's no planting and there's no interaction. But as far as rainbow trout, um, is there really such thing as a, a pure native uh, rainbow trout? Yeah, that's a good question. A good question, and I think um, um, you know I'm I'm not a geneticist. Um, I know some, so I can kind of relay some info. But uh, if, if pressed, I'll, I'll plead ignorance. Um, uh, but what has been done is uh, uh, genetic studies on. Uh, just like you mentioned, some of the coastal uh, rainbows in Southern California, some of the uh, uh, you know local steelhead uh, people will call them, mm-hmm. and and a lot of those fish are uh, let's say compromised, have you know uh, hatchery genetics in them uh, for the reason you mentioned that there's been so much planting and movement and intermingling that it's it's really difficult to nail down a you know, a pure uh, rainbow or a pure steelhead. Um, there has been identified in certain drainages in very small areas um, some genetically pure fish mm-hmm. um, that that appear to be native rainbows. Now, were they, you know, moved by some coffee can transplant 100 years ago? That could well be. Um, there's not a lot of records on that, mm-hmm. but there are, um, several, uh, uh, I know, two or three locations in the San Gabriel's, uh, one of them is near Temecula um, in Southern California, that uh, um, some small isolated drainages seem mm-hmm. to be the, you know, the, uh, the preserve the uh, genetic purity of some of our, our coastal rainbows. Okay. Uh, so they do exist, but as far as rainbows go, it's you know it's unlikely that you're going to come across them. Yeah, that's that, as for the reasons you mentioned, John. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult to to say with any degree yeah, of certainty yeah. that but, um, it is your catching. Well, we, we talk about some of the other species though are different. I mean, like uh, yeah, you know, gold, greenback. Gold, you know, up in the Sierras, fishing for golden trout, and uh, you have to go ten thousand feet to find them. Right, right, exactly. And uh, so there's probably not a much of intermingling up there and some of the other ones. One of the things you mentioned that is always, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But my understanding, if you have a, say, a pond or a lake full of rainbow trout and they have access to the ocean, some of them will go to the ocean and return. And then de facto, they're steelhead. And so... You know, genetically, I guess there is some sort of a, a slight difference. But, you know, we have a situation in Santa Barbara where they're releasing the uh, water out of our uh, uh, water supply to maintain um, enough water for the steelhead uh, to live. And, you know, that's I mean, that's millions of dollars. And for for what purpose? I mean, are the steelhead actually endangered? Can I yeah, answer well, that? Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. They are. Okay. And when I was a kid, you could go down by Betty Davis's house and catch three or four steelhead running up that creek mm-hmm. in a day. Uh, but what, now, is, what is the difference? There's between... less than three known spawners. It's three oh. to eight couples of spawners per year still go up that creek, and they used to be hundreds. Mm-hmm. 
And well, what is the difference between a steelhead uh, and a rainbow trout? One makes its mind up to go to the ocean. Yeah, the other that's one right. Does it exactly right? Yeah, that's the best answer. But it's so yeah. difficult. I know in Oregon, the uh, a definition of a steelhead is a rainbow trout over eighteen inches because there's no other way to tell. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's about similar to what it is in uh, in California. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a, a stream that outlets to the ocean and if it's bigger, I think it's sixteen inches yeah. in California then it's characterized as a steelhead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get off for a second. Let's talk okay. a little bit what you did just a couple okay. weeks ago let, with let, all let, the kids. We got to keep it to about a minute, but uh, we're going to see if we okay. can hold we're going to see if we can hold Bob over for a couple minutes, but go ahead, Bob. Great, sure. Yeah, we had uh, we received some grant funding from the Department of Fish and Wildlife and what's called the Bomosop Pescar Education Fund, uh, Spanish for Let's Go Fishing. And what we did is we got a bunch of people together, uh, some volunteers. We were able to actually pay a couple people and uh, and hand out. We uh, distributed about 120 fishing poles uh, to kids who didn't know how to fish. We told them, bring your, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, whoever wants to come fish. And uh, we took them down to the L.A. River, um, and we caught a bunch of carp and bluegill and bass and catfish. And uh, it was just a great time, great experience you know we got uh, kids putting down their phones and uh, getting outside and experiencing you know one of the, one of the wildest places they'll probably see growing up yeah and uh, it, it, was a, it was really a, gr- a great time a great, well, this, a great event. You know, that's that's exactly what we need because that you know the fishing I don't know if it's expanding or shrinking but it really is a true American sport and getting getting even no matter where you live even if you live in the you know the middle of an urban area uh, there's some pretty you can go fishing within a mile of where you live I pretty much guarantee guarantee that no matter where you live and mm-hmm. there, there is mm-hmm. some good fishing so anyway we're gonna have to finish up this segment but if you don't mind holding over we've got a couple more minutes with you bob uh, so we Certainly. can take a break with uh, uh fish hunt talk radio.com and uh, listen to the show for us would you Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. 
You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and it's also Frank Selby, and we have the pleasure of Bob Blankenship with Trout Unlimited that uh, we're talking a little bit about, and sounds like a great organization. Real quick question, Bob. Uh, I live in California, you know, and Trout Unlimited is very well known here. Uh, how uh, do you, what areas do you cover? Um, we ca- our chapter, uh, California is divided, I think it's uh, 13 different chapters mm-hmm. that uh, folks could get involved with. Uh, our chapter goes from, uh, uh, from uh, Orange County up to, okay. up to Santa Barbara. Well, what about, so, the other, what about the other 49 states? Um, I think most states have a Trout Unlimited uh, uh, presence. Uh, I think some of the states... Uh, uh, that don't really have a big cold water fish population um, uh, that's not real active, but uh, really any state that has uh, a cold water fishery, so mm-hmm. most uh, in the like most in the, in the west and in the north, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, trout unlimited is there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you can go online and they will tell you the chapters okay. if you go to trout well, unlimited. There you go. But uh, let's see if there's anything else, Bob, that uh, that we haven't covered that, that you'd like to talk about trout unlimited. Well, I would like to uh, just briefly mention about uh, one project that we've been working on. It's the uh, <clears throat> the Santa Margarita River, which is in uh, northern San Diego County. Um, it's just outside of the uh, Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton and yeah. near the community of Fallbrook. And we've been working on um, uh, a design of a uh, fish passage barrier removal. Uh, we're mm-hmm. actually re- kind of redesigning. Oh, 
uh, a new bridge there, oh. uh, which and this is uh, and actually the the property there was just uh, uh, purchased by uh, via uh, Proposition sixty eight funds, mm-hmm. which was just on our ballot. So what morning. what you're doing is you know throughout the after World War Two when they were building all these dams and power plants and such, they they didn't really think about uh, the fish it had to pass through, and now right. they're they're in a big process of eliminating those or putting in passages for the fish. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. So I, anybody that's in uh, in or near San Diego County, if you go to the community of Fallbrook and just go uh, a little bit north out of there, just put uh, Santa Margarita River on your phone, it's a real neat uh, uh, habitat uh, to get out and hike and mm-hmm. camp, and people ride horses out there, and uh, it's just uh, big beaver ponds. Um, and it's really a neat, a neat experience. Really unique for for Southern California. So, mm-hmm. um, I would I would encourage people to go out and check it out and uh, uh, and enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And well, speaking of that, is normally in Southern, in California, that's uh, your there's no fishing allowed usually below the dams um, that open up into the you know, that go out to the ocean. The, the streams right, and rivers. Right. So you have, you have to go up in order to in order to fish. You got to go up above them. Well, the Santa Margarita River. Um, you're not supposed to fish, but for the mention uh, for the reasons you mentioned. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of invasive uh, fish out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's bass and crappie, oh. uh, which shouldn't be there. Yeah. So um, that's that's up to you. That's up to you. So. So those are fish that you don't want to catch and release, is what you're saying. Right, right. Okay. Those would be good for the good for the frying. Pan. And they are good too. Okay. They are. <laughs> I like them better than trout. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> All right, Bob. We uh, well, the crappies are great. They're just not not real big, but they're fun to catch. They're hard. They fight hard for a one pound fish. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyway, we're going to have to wrap it up. We've only got about uh, 15, 20 seconds left. And if you want to just give some contact information again, real quick. Yeah, if you'd like to uh, uh, find out what's going on with us, you can uh, email us at uh, southcoasttu to at you. gmail.com. Yeah, southcoast, and the letters TU for Trout Unlimited. Yeah. And that's at gmail.com. Okay. And you can also look up uh, Trout Unlimited okay. at tu.org. All right. Thank you, Bob. We're going to go. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to our website and listen to the show over and over. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, along with our uh, favorite uh, host, co-host sometimes, host sometimes, uh, (laughs) Frank Selby, who's a world-renowned fly fishing uh, person. Yeah, well, we're about ready to take off, aren't we, John? Oh, I'm getting anxious. Uh, yeah. Frank, one of the things I just want to do for my own personal gratification, real quickly, Go ahead. I'll take 10 seconds. Verizon. They are too big to care. What they've done to me um, is just unconscionable. And they lie, they cheat, they steal, they overcharge. 
um, think about going somewhere else. There's a lot of them out there that uh, are, that are half the price and take better care of you. But anyway, I just promised myself I want to do that whenever I can because they, they upset me. Anyway, uh, Frank, we got some good stuff coming up. By the way, I want to mention that not everybody um, gets a chance to listen to Hour 2, but you can always go to the website and listen to both segments. And Rick Emmert from Tracker Boats is going to be on. And as you know, Cabela's and uh, Bass Pro, um, you know, they they pretty much own 70% of the business now. They've got uh, Ranger Boats, Tracker Boats. But we're going to be talking to Rick, and uh, we're going to try and sort it all out and give you an idea about uh, what they're doing. So that would, that, that, that would be in the next segment. I'm looking forward to that. But we've got coming up. We got Utah Guide. We got Jim Tinto, an old friend of yours, that I'm sure he's going to say some insulting things about you. Oh, of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we appreciate that. And what uh, Frank is referring to, and gosh, ten days or so, less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the twenty fourth. Yeah, we're going to be in Ketchikan, Alaska, and hopefully the fish are in. The last couple of weeks, it hasn't happened yet, but they're on their way. Hopefully, we'll yeah. hit it just right. Uh, my dad won't let that happen. They'll be there the day before we get there. There you go. Also, we got a trip coming up at the end of September to Baja we'd like people to pay attention to. Go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio or Fish Talk Radio if you can't remember all that. Fishtalkradio.com. And um, check out our uh, Real Fun Adventures. Okay, we're going to be right back, Frank. Don't go nowhere. Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. 
Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Yeah, I can catch them shallow, I can catch them deep. Muddy water or the back of the creek. The wind and rain to me, it's all the same. I make a living playing this game. And I thank the Lord above every time I can. I get to be a fisherman. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And we also have, of course, Frank Selby. And we got a, one of an old friend of uh, Frank's, Jim Tinto from, is it Jersey? New Jersey. <laughs> you got it. And apparently they go back a long ways. And they have a colorful past, but I, apparently we're not supposed to get into that. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, are you going to meet me this afternoon, like you said? Yes, I am. We're going to go fishing for a couple hours this afternoon. <clears throat> uh, let's talk a little bit about what everybody's starting to get into. Uh, what's that little uh, thing you have that's uh, a Yahtzee? You, you fill up with a bicycle pump? Yeah, Yahtzee. A Yahtzee. Yeah. So you didn't want to pay for a slip and everything? You just wanted a little Yahtzee, huh? Yeah, I wanted to kind of scale down a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, to, I'm just getting a little bit curious because float tubes were, you know, they used to, you just get a, a car or truck inner tube and they put a little basket in it and, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem is that it's a circle and it's kind of hard to keep going the same direction. But, uh, uh and then with the kayaks and the, you know, and that uh, thing, it's you know they've exploded in popularity. But yeah. I didn't know that float tubes were really that popular anymore. Yes, uh, they're really popular because you can get in and out of boats. Uh, a lot of the guys use them in the harbors. Uh, that's what the only way I'll use them. Years ago, I took one over to Catalina when I was doing the Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. Went out and fished, and I seen two fins that was the end of my fly fishing and the open water yeah you know uh, one of the great things about it though is is the fact that you're so maneuverable in them yeah and that you could you could fish all around the docks and area and uh and, and enjoy yourselves without going out for spending a whole lot of money well, the other thing, and that's why the kayaks are getting so popular, is uh, especially white sea bass. They're really spooky. And you get in right next to the kelp, and they don't know you're there. Where you pull up on a, you know, with a, on a boat with an outboard motor or, or I.O. 
um, you know, they, they, they know a long ways away when you're coming. Yeah, uh, that's very true. And you can push that kayak right up into the kelp and drop in the open holes where you can go straight down. Yeah. And catch a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a little leery of uh, kayaks because there's always somebody thinks they can get out eight or ten miles. Oh. And then they get the uh, the, the, the Japanese uh, current and yeah. they just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I had a went uh, kayaks many years ago. I uh, have a condo down in Cabo San Lucas. So I driving down and I got this kayak, you know, good price. Uh, I don't know, it was like less than 300 bucks, I think. But basically, it was a you know piece of plastic with a place you could sit on it. And before I took it out in the, in the water, I thought, well, I'm going to practice in the swimming pool. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get on that thing to save my life. <laughs> if you grab hold of it, it flips you over. So you try and flop up onto it like a seal on a buoy. And <laughs> it was like, forget this, you know, let alone in the swimming pool. I'm not going to take this out in the, in, in the, in the ocean or the, even in the bay. Yeah, but they've down, seen, in Cabo, down in Cabo, that current will just cut, yeah. pull you like 90 miles an hour. Well, there is uh, on the right side of the harbor, well, I guess it would be on the west side, yeah. uh, there's a huge, huge current um, because there's a deep water trough right out there. But even in the bay, it's, it's pretty flat, but, uh, um, but kayaks have changed a lot over the years. So they're, they're very stable now. You can even stand up on them. Hey, Jimmy, have you ever been down to Cabo? No, you know what? I haven't, and I've, uh, I've always wanted to go down there. I uh, just haven't been. I've spent so much time overseas that uh, I haven't spent as much time uh, here in, uh, you know, my own backyard in uh, Mexico. Uh, Frank, I have an idea. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna go down to uh, Los Bariles, the East Cape, which is about an hour north of the airport. Holy smokes! Um, and uh, so I thought we might uh, go down there a few days early and spend a you know a few days in the condo and do some fishing in Cabo. And oh, that I'm, might be I'm, great. Now that might be something Jim could handle. Yeah. Jim? I didn't hear a peep. Jim, we're still. Did you have a yeah. heart attack, Jim, or what? Yeah. No, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was kind of breaking up. I was oh. in a bad area. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that would be great. Okay. Well, get your tickets. But uh, um, anyway, Jim, we talked about float tubing, which you're getting interested in, and we've only got uh, uh, you know a little bit of time here. But tell us a little bit more about uh, what your. Uh, well, I'd like to ask you more stories about Frank in the in, in years past, but we won't do that right now. But give us a bit of an idea what you're up to now. Well, I'm going to be getting ready to go out in some of the float tubes around Huntington Beach area. Uh, actually, the fishing has been good in Huntington Beach. Uh, I'm going to be uh, looking to go out with a couple of friends uh, probably next week, and uh, we'll be fishing the, you know around the dock areas uh, in the harbor. And uh, also for most of your viewer, uh, listeners out there, uh, they've been catching a lot of uh, fish in the cut off of Dog Beach and Mosa Chica. And uh, they spotted a lot of Corbina coming in on mid-tide. Well, how close do the Corbina get from shore? They get on uh, the shore. The, mm-hmm. the ones that I've seen, if you can catch them during the mid-tide... 
you know, they're they're like you know fifteen to you know twenty feet out. Wow, right. they're right in close to shore. Well, Frank could throw a, thri- a fly rod at them. Yeah, well, you can actually grab them. <laughs> I, when the sand crabs are thick, mm-hmm. and everybody at Fish's Corbina has seen this. Mm-hmm. When the wave comes in, they run way up and start grabbing sand crabs. I've seen them where their whole body is out of the water. They're just skimming like a skimboard on the little, not even a fraction of an inch of water going yeah. back into oh, the Corbina Highway. Yeah. Well, those uh, sand crabs make great bait for most inshore fishing. Yeah, they catch perch, yeah. they catch halibut. Mm-hmm. I've actually caught calico bass on them uh, uh, by uh, the rocks in San well, Pedro. Well, the, the great thing is it's not like you even have to buy anything before you get there. You just go down there and you see those little uh, kind of in the sand, you notice there's something going on. And you just, yeah, you just grab, grab them and oh, they're, they're great bait. Yeah. Well, Frank actually makes a, a great... Um, imitation fly for them and uh they that's what i'm going to be using yeah they look just like a sand crab uh, mm-hmm. i started tying that in 55 the sand crab pattern oh so that's that's uh but you started when you're about three then huh Oh, let's uh, let's say one and a half yeah. <laughs> jimmy yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't you say a word. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell them you're in a witness protection program. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what's funny? I believe it. Yeah. Hey, hey, before we leave this, I got to tell you, you know, the float tube business is just really exploding, and I think okay. Frank is uh, he, he's promised to take us out again on those float tubes. But I got to tell you, when I was a kid in New Jersey... Now, we've got about we, 30 seconds, Jim. Okay, we used to get on a Sealy Posturepedic mattress in the Passaic River and float down and fish. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, a, an air mattress I can see, but a Sealy Posturepedic, wouldn't that get wouldn't that get waterlogged and, and sink? Yeah, but you, you, you never know the Passaic River. You could actually walk across the top of the okay. water. All right. So you, you can even take a nap while you're fishing. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, well, Jim, and also while we got uh, Frank, he does have a tackle and fly shop, and it's his and hers fly shop. So, uh, and you can go online to order anything you want. And what what is that website, Frank? It's his hers fly fishing shop. His, his hers fly fishing shop dot com. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, and we'll be back, and you're listening to Cork and Fork Radio. Fish Talk Radio. I'm sorry. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar 
Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and also Frank Selby. And then we've got a very special guest. Um, we've got Rick. Is it Hollenbeck, Rick? Is that correct? That's correct. And you are, I guess you're kind of spread over the West. Give us an idea about what you do and where you do it. Well, you know, currently uh, I run a... Uh, Basically, uh, accommodations, lodging accommodations for uh, fishermen and their families uh, in Ennis, Montana, right right off the Madison River. The river is about 500 feet from my back property line. Wow. Uh, previously, I had done a guide service in the 90s in southern Utah. So when we spoke yesterday, I was I just gotten blown off a lake, uh, you know, in the in, in the mountains there in southern Utah, revisiting some of the old stomping grounds I, I used to. You know, take clients and whatnot. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of you know, you know, a little bit of my past and what's going on currently. 
Okay. Now, you said you got blown off the lake. Is that, uh, is that high altitude, or wouldn't seem like this kind of this time of the year shouldn't it be a problem? Well, what you get in, in the southwest is, you know, you get the monsoon season, and mm-hmm. I think we're a little early for that. But from what I was hearing from weather reports, that was kind of hitting uh, different areas. I guess Vegas had a big inundation yesterday of, of rain and whatnot. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was just, it just you know, one of those things that frequently happen. But one of the amazing things about that southern Utah area, you'll, you'll go there in August when a lot of places are all brown and it's all green. They mm-hmm. just get so much summer summer water. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Yeah. When you think of uh, um, Utah, you don't really think about green. I mean, you think about the the Great Salt Flats and and the desert, and then of course uh, when you go up into the mountains, there's some great skiing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that whole area there, southern Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, give us a, a little bit more. You said fishing, but let's be more specific. Well, uh, you know, my property. Um, you know, is is on the Madison River. What's a nice thing about you know Ennis and the Madison Valley? You you are you are like you know point center of so many different places. That's one of the reasons that I chose to to move there. Um, you know, you can be obviously on the Madison in just a matter of minutes. Uh, you can be uh, over on the Beaverhead or the Big Hole in, in an hour. You can be on Henry's Fork in an hour. You can be on the Gallatin in an hour. You can be in the park in an hour. Um, you know, and then you got the whole watershed of the Madison itself, you know, from the upper area of the Madison Valley to below Ennis Lake. And uh, speaking of lakes, it's a, it's a, you know, pretty uh, unattended un- uh, fishing situation. The lakes in our area, we've got uh, Ennis Lake, we've got Harrison Lake, um, you, know, you go uh, south, you got Henry's Lake, you got Quake Lake, uh, Hebgen. Um, you just got a, a, a lot of different fishing opportunities. So, for instance, if the river is blown out like it was uh, for longer than expected recently, you know, you always hit the lakes for some still water action. It's something that uh, a lot of guys don't take advantage of because they're so focused on the, mm-hmm. on the river side of fly fishing. But, um, you know, uh, you just hit so many different places. I mean, the Missouri is probably an hour and, hour and 15 minutes away. I've had guests stay at my place and go over to the Yellowstone and do it. It's just, you know, if you got you got a little bit of time to, to stay, uh, you got tons of uh, fly fishing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a perfect place if you're going to do a summer trip, where you know we might be able to take a couple of weeks. Um, but if you've only got a short amount of time and you want to fly, uh, mm-hmm. you probably where, where do you fly into? And then would you rent a car? West yeah, Yellowstone. most people. Yeah, most people fly in the Bozeman mm-hmm. uh, and, and rent a car. Uh, and uh, I would say, uh, I mean, I have people from all over. Of the world, actually, uh, and that's typically what they do. Uh, you'll get some people that will um, fly into Salt Lake, which is uh, uh, five and a half hours away, mm-hmm. and uh, rent a car, and they may, they may kind of fish their way up. Yeah, uh, Idaho Falls is two and a half hours away. Oh. I've, I've actually flown out Idaho Falls. I've done that myself, and people do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I've had uh, people who flew in the Billings, which is about four hours away, and maybe they'll head over the Bighorn for a couple of days and come over 
and do uh, our area and then fly back out of uh, Bozeman. So mm-hmm. lot, a lot of flexibility, uh, really conducive to, you know, um, you know, just having uh, doing different things depending on, on what the goal is. Well, let's talk about what you're fishing for. Um, I know Frank would be doing fly fishing, but, you know, I assume that you can use whatever you want that works. Yeah, the, um, you know, the Madison uh, guys do fish, fish uh, spinners on the Madison. I've got some guys coming in, I think, in the next week or so. Um, my uh, buddy next door, Mike Trailer, who uh, is the outfitter for uh, uh, Riverborne Outfitters, um, he, you know, has guys come in. He's telling me about one guy, group of guys that come in every year, and they throw up Rapalas. He says, makes my job easy. I just row. He says, yeah. they they throw the Rapalas and do quite well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, those those are opportunities uh, as well. Uh, I have a guest uh, who comes in every year in September. They're returning this year from Pittsburgh, and he makes his own lures. And oh. I, guess, I don't know that he sells them, but he makes his own lures, and uh, he fishes uh, lures uh, really well on the Madison um, when when he's there. And but mm-hmm. his, his buddies all fly fish, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you got that. You got that flexibility there too. Uh, uh, what, one quick question: uh, Are you booked solid uh, at your uh, place this year, or do you got a few openings if somebody wanted to come? Yeah, it's a, this year is kind of a strange year. You know, you, ne- you never know. Um, what seems to be happening this year is I'm getting a lot, lot of. Uh, or wouldn't call them last minute, but I would say within a two weeks of arrival booking. So I still got some uh, some you know opening. I've got the guest cabin, which is a two bedroom, uh, new with totally supplied laundry, everything that accommodate you know two to two to four people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our house, I will also do that uh, on a limited basis when I'm not there, uh, particularly when my wife is not there. Uh, then I'll um, I'll kind of open that up for bigger groups, and they're, mm-hmm. they're just adjacent to each other. But, yeah, right now we have uh, still some uh, opportunity in July and into August and the fall. The fall is a, a great time to come visit the, you know, the, you know fish. The, well, if, the someone, if someone's going to go up and visit you, first of all, we need to get the website. We'll mention that again later. But what is, the, what is your website, Rick? Yeah, my website is, all one word, is www. Three three, last best place. dot com. Last best place, yeah. Three three last best place. dot com. Yeah, I think we think we had you before, and that was very interesting. Last yeah. best. And he's a great guide, and guides don't usually say how good the other guide is, but he is a really great guide. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, do you guide uh, your your guests, Rick, or do you have a group of guides? Basically, what I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, restarting uh, my my guiding career. Um, you know, I've been, uh, I've been kind of uh, trying to get the place squared away uh, the way I want it, and uh, you know, so that's been keeping busy. But what I'm finding is I'm getting guests uh, with various abilities, and uh, I saw, you know, I, I have definitely have a, you know, there's a need there to, to help those people. I just Done it, mm-hmm. you know. That'll charge them or anything like that. But um, a funny story, real quick. I had a guest last year, a newly married couple. They came to they came to the Madison for their honeymoon. I thought that huh. was pretty classic. Yeah. And I, first day they got there, I 
you know, the wife hadn't done much fly fishing. She, you know, she's an outdoor girl that hadn't done much fly fishing. So I take her, took her, she and her husband, new husband over and kind of go to crash course and, and work it and that type of thing. So about a week later, uh, I get an email from her, uh, this really nice fish, a picture of this fish. She says, she says, oh, look at my guide did for me. And I says, oh, that's a really cool looking fish. I go, who is the guide? She goes, you. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, but uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I get that a lot. I was helping a couple the other day, and I just see that's a, that's a huge need. Uh, and, and the Madison's kind of an enigma. You, there's certain ways to fish it, which you wouldn't fish any other place in the world. And people don't know that. And, and I want to, I know what it's like to go to a place and spend the money to get there and get skunked or not yeah. do well and be disappointed. I, I don't like that happening yeah. to my guests. Right. So well, especially you spend a lot of time and money. But real quickly, yeah. uh, what species do you target or what species are available? You know, in, in the Madison, you know, you're primarily working for rainbows and um, rainbows and browns. And, you know, there's whitefish in there. And supposedly there's some grayling somewhere. I, I've never come across it, but I, I've talked to people who have caught them. Uh, Henry's Lake is really, uh, really cool to fish in the fall for huge, and I do mean huge, uh, cutthroat, cut bows, and brook trout. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years ago, fishing in the fall, I, I landed about a six-pound uh, brook trout. Whoa, and, that's not supposed to yeah, be a brook trout. And yeah, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know that, knowing that how important that was until last fall, talking to a guy in the local shop to find out that the, the um, state record uh, is a little under seven pounds. So, oh, wow. Uh, whoa. Yeah, well, it's they're supposed to be really, like six inches. That's why they're brook trout, right? But, yeah, uh, well, they're, uh, that Henry's Lake in the fall is just, you know, lights out. It's really, really cool from a kick boat in particular. Uh, and other than that, you know, you got the, the, the golfers, the rainbows and browns on Hep Gun. Okay. Um, you uh, know, primarily gonna, it's, a, it's, a, it's that's the fish. Rick, we're, Rick, we're going to have to uh, let cut you loose real quickly. Uh, it's last, let's get, let's give the email again. Go ahead, 33. Yeah, the, the, the website is www.33.com. Lastbestplace.com. Okay, we're going to have to let you go. We'll bring you back later. Thank you very much, Rick. All right. All right. Yeah, Rick. Go you to have f- a good day. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to us many times you want. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
History Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have, of course, Frank Selby, the uh, world-renowned uh, fly fisherman, and also owns a uh, fishing tackle shop in Huntington Beach. And, Newport. Oh, that's right. You moved. <laughs> anyway, Newport Beach. And also, he sells everywhere in the world. Um, he has people actually from all over the world uh, that'll, that'll order flies from him that, you know, that they're uh, proprietary uh, to Frank because he and his crew there make a lot of flies. And that is his, hers uh, fly shop? His, her fly fishing shop. Okay, yeah. his, her fly fishing shop, and uh, that's .com. So if you're interested, uh, you might want to check it out. But right now, we have uh, a very interesting guest is uh, Bob Blankenfish, Blankenship. <laughs> you got me going, Bob Blankenship. And uh, he's with Trout Unlimited, so we've got a lot of interesting stuff to, to get into. And I've got a ton of questions, Bob, and I'm sure that Frank may have also. But give us a little bit about what Trout Unlimited does. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, we're, uh, I'm a volunteer. I've been uh, volunteering with Trout Unlimited for about uh, eight years now. And uh, it's basically Trout Unlimited like uh, an advocate group that uh, 
kind of speaks up and and sticks up for uh, uh, for cold water fisheries throughout the uh, throughout the United States. So um, we get involved in a bunch of different things, and you know you can imagine, uh, like Mark Mark Twain said, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, whiskeys for drinking and waters for fighting. And so uh, we kind of feel like that uh, uh, fish and and other animals and recreation really needs a voice. And, um, on local and state and national levels, and so we try to provide that. And uh, your chapter is right there in Newport Beach, correct? Yeah, we're we're part of the uh, Trout Limit has different chapters, so people nationwide can join if they like. And then uh, typically there's a local chapter that you'll belong to <clears throat> that uh, um, that allows you to get involved with different local local stuff. Um, we are, I'm president of the South Coast chapter, which uh, uh, ranges from, uh, uh, from Orange County in Southern California up to, uh, up to Santa Barbara. So uh, we get involved in different uh, issues and doing things around there. So. Well, Bob, I think the Trout Unlimited is, well, they're, they're certainly well known as far as the fishing uh, conservation uh, organization. They're probably right at the top. And I think we all agree that anglers, by and large, have always been the forefront of conservation. You know, and especially you talk about fly fishers, they, they don't usually bring a cooler with them when they go fishing. And, and, uh, but let's talk about trout, because um, I know one of the things you do is try and preserve um, the, what you might call the native trout, but it's kind of hard for, to figure out what a native trout is. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, there, um, California in in particular has a, a bunch of different uh, uh, strains or uh, species of uh, different uh, different trout. There's golden trout up in the mountains, um, rainbow trout, and coastal cutthroats in the uh, uh, on the coast. Um, you know, steelhead and salmon and whatnot. Um, one of the things I think you know, uh, John, that you alluded to was. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, lot a lot of transplants, a lot of coffee can mm-hmm. transplants, a lot of uh, <laughs> you know genetic genetic yeah. mixing from well, hatchery it, fish to yeah. wild fish, mm-hmm. whatnot. So. Yeah, well, the hatchery, you know, for they've been, um, I think I read some time ago, and I live in Santa Barbara, and they're kind of okay. the river that goes through town. It's not much of a river; it's usually just dry. But I know in 1912, the Fish and Game put in 12. Uh, what is it? 12,000. Yeah, it was 12. Yeah, they put in 12,000 trout in the stream. Now, that was 110 years ago. So, what are the chances that they have not uh, inter- intermixed with uh, native trout? And, you know, is there any native, well, as far as rainbows? Now, I know you mentioned some of the other ones, especially like the golden things, that there's, you know, there's no planting and there's no interaction. But as far as rainbow trout, um, is there really such thing as a, a pure native uh, rainbow trout? Yeah, that's a good question. A good question, and I think um, um, you know I'm I'm not a geneticist. Um, I know some, so I can kind of relay 
some info, but uh, if, if pressed, I'll, I'll plead ignorance. Um, uh, what has been done is uh, uh, genetic studies on, uh, just like you mentioned, some of the coastal uh, rainbows in Southern California, some of the uh, uh, you know local steelhead, uh, people will call them, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of those fish are... Uh, let's say compromised have you know uh, hatchery genetics in them uh, for the reason you mentioned that there's been so much planting and movement and intermingling that it's it's really difficult to nail down a you know a pure uh, rainbow or pure steelhead Um, there has been identified in certain drainages in very small areas um, some genetically pure fish mm-hmm. um, that that appear to be native rainbows. Now, were they, you know, moved by some coffee can transplant a hundred years ago? That could well be. Um, there's not a lot of records on that, mm-hmm. but there are. Um, several, uh, uh, I know two or three locations in the San Gabriel's. Uh, one of them's near Temecula um, in Southern California. That. Uh, um, some small isolated drainages seem to be the, you know, the, uh, have preserved the uh, genetic purity of some of our, our coastal rainbows. Okay. Uh, so they do exist, but as far as rainbows go, it's, you know, it's unlikely that you're going to come across them. Yeah, it's, it, as for the reasons you mentioned, John, yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult to to say with any degree That's of certainty. Yeah, that, but um, if it's your catch. Well, we, we talk about some of the other species though are different. I mean, like uh, yeah, you know, gold, green back. Gold, you know, up in the Sierras, fishing for golden trout, and uh, you have to go ten thousand feet to find them. Right, right, exactly. And uh, so there's probably not a much of intermingling up there and some of the other ones. One of the things you mentioned that is always, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But my understanding, if you have a, say, a pond or a lake full of rainbow trout and they have access to the ocean, some of them will go to the ocean and return. And then de facto, they're steelhead. And so... You know, genetically, I guess there is some sort of a a slight difference. But, you know, we have a situation in Santa Barbara where they're releasing the uh, water out of our uh, uh, water supply to maintain um, enough water for the steelhead uh, to live. And, you know, that's I mean, that's millions of dollars. And for for what purpose? I mean, are the steelhead actually endangered? Can I yeah, answer well, that? Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. They are. Okay. And when I was a kid, you could go down by Betty Davis's house and catch three or four steelhead running up that creek mm-hmm. in a day. Uh, but what, now, is, what is the difference? There's between, less than three yeah. known spawners. It's three oh. to eight couples of spawners per year still go up that creek, and they used to be hundreds. Mm-hmm. And, well, what is the difference between a steelhead um, and a rainbow trout? One makes its mind up to go to the ocean, yeah, the that's other one right. doesn't. Exactly right. Yeah, that's the best answer. But it's so yeah. difficult. I know in Oregon the uh, a definition of a steelhead is a rainbow trout over 18 inches because there's no other way to tell. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's about similar to what it is in uh, 
in California. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a, a stream that outlets to the ocean and if it's bigger, I think it's 16 inches yeah. in California, then it's characterized as a steelhead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get off for a second. Let's talk okay. a little bit what you did just a couple okay. weeks ago let, with let, all the let, kids. We got to keep it to about a minute, but uh, we're going to see if we okay. can hold. We're going to see if we can hold Bob over for a couple minutes. But go ahead, Bob. Great, sure. Yeah, we had uh, we received some grant funding from the Department of Fish and Wildlife and what's called the Bamosop Pescar Education Fund, uh, Spanish for Let's Go Fishing. And what we did is we got a bunch of people together, uh, some volunteers. We were able to actually pay a couple people and uh, and hand out. We uh, distributed about 120 fishing poles uh, to kids who didn't know how to fish. We told them, bring your, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, whoever wants to come fish. And uh, we took them down to the L.A. River, um, and we caught a bunch of carp and bluegill and bass and catfish. And uh, it was just a great time, great experience you know we got uh, kids putting down their phones and uh, getting outside and experiencing you know one of the, one of the wildest places they'll probably see growing up yeah and uh, it, it was a, it was really a, gr- a great time a great, well, this, a great event. You know, that's that's exactly what we need because that you know the fishing I don't know if it's expanding or shrinking but it really is a true American sport and getting getting even no matter where you live even if you live in the you know the middle of an urban area uh, there's some pretty you can go fishing within a mile of where you live I pretty much guarantee that no matter where you live and mm-hmm. there, there is some good fishing so anyway we're going to have to finish up this segment but if you don't mind holding over we've got a couple more minutes with you Bob uh, so we Third. can take a break with uh, uh, fishhunttalkradio.com and uh, listen to the show for us would you ago a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable non-skid and wouldn't mark the decks today these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers boaters professional guides and charter captains go to softscience.com to see more soft science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support several styles come in all sizes enjoy the soft science shoe in the water and out check them out at softscience.com Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. 
or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and it's also Frank Selby, and we have the pleasure of Bob Blankenship with Trout Unlimited. That's what we're talking a little bit about, and sounds like a great organization. Real quick question, Bob. Uh, I live in California, you know, and Trout Unlimited is very well known here. Uh, how do you? What areas do you cover? Um, we our chapter uh, California is divided. I think it's uh, thirteen different chapters mm-hmm. that uh, folks could get involved with. Uh, our chapter goes from uh, uh, from uh, Orange County up to okay. up to Santa Barbara. Well, what about so, the other? What about the other forty nine states? Um, I think most states have a trout unlimited uh, uh, presence. Uh, I think some of the states. Uh, uh, that don't really have a big cold water fish population um, uh, that's not real active, but uh, really any state that has uh, a cold water fishery, so mm-hmm. most, uh, in the, like most in the, in the west and in the north, mm-hmm. uh, there, that trout unlimited is there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and you can go online and they will tell you the chapters okay. if you go to trout well, unlimited. There you go. But uh, let's see if there's anything else, Bob, that uh, that we haven't covered that, that you'd like to talk about trout unlimited. Well, I would like to just briefly mention about uh, one project that we've been working on. It's the uh, <clears throat> the Santa Margarita River, which is in uh, northern San Diego County. Um, it's just outside of the uh, Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton. And yeah. near the community of Fallbrook, and we've been working on um, uh, a design of a, a fish passage barrier removal. Uh, mm-hmm. We're actually re- kind of redesigning oh. a, a new bridge there. Oh, uh, which and this is uh, and actually the the property there was just uh, uh, purchased by uh, via uh, Proposition sixty eight funds, mm-hmm. which was just on our ballot. So what morning. what you're doing is you know throughout the after World War Two when they were building all these dams and power plants and such, they, they didn't really think about uh, the fish it had to pass through. And now right. they're, they're in a big process of eliminating those or putting in passages for the fish. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. So I'd, anybody that's in, uh, in or near San Diego County, if you go to the community of Fallbrook and just go uh, a little bit north out of there, just put uh, Santa Margarita River on your phone, 
it's a real neat uh, uh, habitat uh, to get out and hike and mm-hmm. camp and people ride horses out there and uh, it's just uh, big beaver ponds um, and it's really a neat a neat experience really unique for for southern california so mm-hmm. um, i would i would encourage people to go out and check it out and uh, uh, and enjoy the outdoors mm-hmm. And well, speaking of that, is normally in Southern, in California, that's uh, your there's no fishing allowed usually below the dams um, that open up into the you know, go out to the ocean, the, the streams right. and rivers. Right. So you have, you have to go up in order to in order to fish. You got to go up above them. Well, the Santa Margarita River. Um, you're not supposed to fish, but for the mention uh, for the reasons you mentioned. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of invasive uh, fish out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's bass and crappie, oh. uh, which shouldn't be there. Yeah. So um, that's that's up to you. That's up to you. So, so the, the, those are fish that you don't want to catch and release, is what you're saying. Right, right. Okay. Those would be good for the good for the frying. Pan. Yeah, and they are good too. Okay, they are. <laughs> I like them better than trout. Yeah. So, <laughs> all, right. all right, Bob. We uh, well, the crappies are great. They're just not not real big, but they're fun to catch. They're hard. They fight hard for a one pound fish. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyway, we're going to have to wrap it up. We've only got about uh, fifteen twenty seconds left. And if you want to just give some contact information again, real quick. Yeah, if you'd like to uh, uh, find out what's going on with us, you can uh, email us at uh, southcoasttu Yeah, southcoast and the letters tu for Trout Unlimited. Yeah, and that's at gmail.com. Okay. And you can also look up uh, Trout Unlimited okay. at tu.org. All right. Thank you, Bob. We're going to go. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to our website and listen to the show over and over. 